Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. On this night, the Lord directed us that the offering is the message. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I don't want to say amazed, but I was, uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, let's put it that way, uh, some number of years ago when I started studying the offerings of the Lord. And I was amazed at the number of times in the Bible that God said, those are my offerings, my offerings. And I was uh, also surprised at how many times he taught the people how to approach him with his offerings. Amen. And, uh, you know, very often, especially in our circles, giving can become just a means to an end. And what I mean by that is, is now, no one in here, obviously, I, I know you, but there are people that when they have a need, they give. When they desire something, they give. But as far as giving as worship, it's not something that, that necessarily they enter into. And all throughout the scripture, the Bible tells us that the offerings of the Lord are a form of worship to God. Amen. And, and, and we'll look at that from the, from the scripture a little, a little further on. But it is what does my offering represent to God? What does my giving represent to God? And in Mark chapter 14, we begin to get some uh, uh, understanding of this. We'll begin in verse 3. And uh, this, of course, is not long before Jesus' uh, death on the cross. And verse 3 says that he was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. And as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was the waste of this ointment Made, for it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone, why do you trouble her? She's wrought a good work on me, for you have the poor with you always, and whenever you want to, you can do them good, but you do not have me always. She has done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying, Truly I say to you, now notice this, wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole earth. Now I've heard people say, he said this woman would be mentioned. That's not what he said. He said what she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. What she has done. Do, do you see this? Now, Notice, there's some things to see here. 
It says, first of all, that this was very precious or very costly. When you look at that word precious, it means something that requires a very great outlay. Expensive. Extremely expensive. All right? So this was not just an afterthought. This was not, this woman said, well, you know, Jesus is in the house, so I better do something nice for him. This was something that she had to plan. This was something that she had to make arrangements for. This was something she had in her house that cost a lot. That was an extremely expensive thing. And notice, she came and she brought it and poured it on Jesus. Her giving was worship. Her giving was worship. And, and, and if, if, you, if you notice this, it says in verse 5, it says it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and given to the poor, and they murmured against her. Well, 300 pence, we've taught on this somewhat in the past, was about a year's wages. So that's about what a a normal worker made in a year, all right, about 300 pence. But notice, then it says they murmured against her after they said it could have been given to the poor. Now, here's what I want you to see. Uh, 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 Mark says they. The other gospel account says Judas. This is important. Why? Because there's a side of the line that you want to be on here. Amen. I've had people say things like that. Well, you know, they could take that money and help the poor. Jesus never said that. Judas said that. It was just a very short period of time after this that he went and consulted with the chief scribes and Pharisees to betray Jesus. Amen. So you've got one murmuring about the offering, but you've got the other one with worship as the offering. Amen. Her offering was worship. And notice what Jesus said. He said, wherever this gospel shall be preached, this that she's done will be spoken of for a memorial of her. Her offering. Her offering. What she gave. Not just the amount. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Not just the amount. The act. The posture. All right, the attitude, that, 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 that is what constituted the offering. Amen. God is less concerned about amounts than attitude. He's less concerned about expensiveness and more concerned about posture. Amen. Because this is an act of worship. This is an offering as an act of worship. It was something she didn't have to do. It was something Jesus didn't ask for. There was nothing connected to it other than, I want to worship the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Did you see that? There, there, there's, there's a time that we just bring an offering to worship God. Amen. And, and, and the reality of it is, is the receiving is, is in the giving, but it's, it's the heart. On, on, on this night, we're bringing the offerings of the Lord to him in this night of giving. And what we're saying is, Lord, we're worshiping you for what you've done for us. We're worshiping you because of the goodness of God in our life. And, Father, we're not attaching anything to this other than we want to bring glory to your name through what we're doing. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? Now, notice it says, some of them were indignant. The youngs, the, the one translation says, some of them exchange indignant comments about, about what she had done. Well, what are they doing? Despising the Lord's offering. What it really was, was jealousy. Nobody's ever done anything like that for me. Nobody ever gives like that to me. Well, it was an offering to the Lord. Amen. It, I say it was an offering to the Lord. Don't, don't, never be indignant about the Lord's offering. Hallelujah. It's important. Now, in your own heart, when, when, you, when you do something, when you give something, when you sow something, the Bible says you're doing that as unto the Lord. This is important. Because what did, what, what did Jesus say? He talked about when you, give, when you give to people, and he said you give with no thought of can they pay you back or not because you're doing it as unto the Lord. You're not blessing somebody because you want them to think what a great person you are or because you're expecting something back from them. You're giving that to the Lord as an offering to the Lord. And the Bible says that's how God repays. That's the heart and the mindset that God repays. Amen. 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 Is you're doing it unto the Lord. Say it out loud. Tonight, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Now, look over here. So what she did, what she gave was a memorial. A memorial. And, and we'll talk about this in another verse as well. But that word memorial means that by which the memory of a person or thing is preserved. A remembrance. So why, why, according to Jesus, why do we remember this woman? Because of the offering she gave. Because of the offering she gave. And it wasn't just the amount. If you notice this, it wasn't Jesus that mentioned the amount. It was Judas that mentioned the amount. Jesus was not impressed with the price. He was impressed with the worship. Amen. How much it cost didn't impress Jesus. It was the worship. The price impressed the people that had a problem with it. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? And so if God asks you to give a large amount or God asks you to give a lesser amount, you're not, you're not 
you're not inferior because of a lesser amount, and you're not puffed up because of a larger amount. Rather, whatever amount he led me to give, whatever amount I believe for him to give, then that's what God led me to do, and I'm blessed to be able to do it. If it's this amount or that amount, I don't care. I'm not impressed by my own giving. I know who the total source of my supply is, and that's Jesus Christ, and I'm offering something to him that he's asked me for. And I want to worship him with it. Oh, hallelujah. Look at, look at uh, Acts chapter 10. Giving, sowing is one of the most holy things that you can do. Acts chapter 10 and this is, uh, of course, the account of Cornelius. And verse 2 says that he was a devout man and one that feared God with all of his house. Now, see, right there we get some indication of the purposes of his life. He was devout. He was holy. He feared God. And notice, all of his house feared God. And, and then notice, notice what followed that. And he gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Is that right? Amen. And then it says, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said, your prayers and your alms... Brother Dave, can you show me that in the uh, Amplified Bible? He says, concerning this, two things. He says, your prayers and your generous gifts to the poor have come up as a sacrifice to God and have been remembered by him. Notice what it says. It says it has been remembered by God. What? His generous gifts to the poor. So it starts off with he was a, a, a devout man that feared God. And what followed on the heels of that was he, he prayed always and gave much alms to the poor. And notice what it says. Now, he says your prayers and your generous gifts. See, I can't, I, I, I need to pray, but I need to worship the Lord with his offerings. Amen. Is that right? Amen. And notice, he said they've been remembered by God. His giving was remembered by God. Amen. Because that was an act of worship. Hallelujah. Yes. See, worship is not an afterthought. I've had people say, well, you know, I'm not really a worshiper. Well, that's a lie. Everybody's a worshiper. If you're born again, you're born to worship. Amen. You understand? You, you may not be as demonstrative as someone else or, or uh, as lively as someone else, but the very fact that you're breathing is worship to God. 
Amen. But notice, your giving is worship to God. Your offerings are worship to God. Now, while this sounds elementary, some of y'all are looking at me like you've heard all this before. And that's fine. That's fine. I understand that. I've been pastoring for 25 years. I know how people can look like that. But here's, here, this, is, this is what radically tra- transformed my financial life. I have need of nothing. And I'll tell you why I have need of nothing. Not because a rich uncle died. Not because I won the lotto. Because I learned how to worship God with my giving. I learned how to make it more than just something I'm putting in the container. I learned how to make it more than just something I'm giving so I can get something back. I learned how, I learned how, to, make it, uh, how to make it worth something to God. It's not the amount. It's the posture. Notice Cornelius' posture. Devout and feared God. Devout and feared God. Why did he pray and give much alms to the poor? Because he was devout and he feared God. Amen. Some people struggle financially, and the reason they struggle financially is not because they don't tithe or they don't give. They don't worship with it. The, the Bible says all throughout the Old Testament, read, if you read the Old Testament sometime, if, if, if you read over, just, just go through your Bible and see all the scriptures on the tithe in the Old Testament. And it talks about things like this. At, at, uh, when you've come in, you're going to go where I appoint uh, uh, the, the place for you to worship me in your tithing and worship me in your giving. He said, that's worship before me. There were offerings that the priests would take and wave before the Lord as an act of worship for the people. There were offerings that God said, you bring this offering and this is what's going to happen. We don't do that today because we're not under that that law. But the point is, it was an act of worship before God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we talked about the posture. In first, second Corinthians chapter nine and verse six. Actually, let's go to verse seven for the sake of our, our time. He's talking about the giving, and he says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. The Young's Literal Translation says, Let him give not annoyed. (laughs) Another translation says, Not troubled. Right? Because God loves a cheerful giver, a joyful giver. So what do we see here? Attitude. Our attitude, our position, our motive. 
our posture, not just, not just amounts. Hallelujah. Because th- th- this is what determines worship. You, you cannot worship without a posture of humility. Hallelujah. There, there are things that we say, and, and sometimes they just become word of faith colloquialisms. And here's one. God is the total source of my supply. Do you know what you just said? You're saying, I'm humbling myself, and I'm saying, God, I can't do anything about anything. You're the total source of my supply. So because I'm humble, I'm going to quit depending on any other source but you. When that, become, when that becomes your attitude, your posture, then the amount doesn't mean anything. God can ask you for anything because your job is to worship Him because He's the total source of my supply. Did you see that? And so he, He denotes here and He outlines the attitude for that offering. Hallelujah. The atmosphere of your giving, the attitude of your giving, and your conduct in your giving. He outlines it all right here. My attitude, my, the atmosphere, and the conduct. So again, I'm not giving troubled or annoyed. He says of necessity. Well, that word is compulsion. I've heard people teach and say, well, you know, you don't give, you don't give because you have a need. So what it's talking about. It's talking about being compelled to give in, in, a, in, a, wrong, in a wrong way. Here, here, here's how that would be. Here's how that would be. Everybody that gives in this offering tonight, the Lord has just spoke to me and told me that inside six months, you're going to be out of debt. Well, that's a lie. Because however fast you come out of debt or if you come out of debt is dependent upon what you believe. Not just on what you sow. See, this is where we miss it sometimes in in our camp. is people think all they've got to do is give your attitude, your posture, the atmosphere of how you give. Amen. He said God loves a joyful, a cheerful giver. And we talk about happy, hilarious, prompt to do it giver. I'm, listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. There are times I've wrote out the check. There's times I've taken the cash out of the bank and I wasn't real joyful about doing it. I know all of y'all have always been. I understand. I, I mean, I get it, you know. But, but, but here's, here's, here's the issue. I had to understand. Now, wait a minute. My attitude here is going to go a long ways in what happens. Because my attitude 
is my worship. When you give, it's an act of humility. Why is it an act of humility? Because I'm giving something in worship to God, right? That in the, in the world that I live in, it's the exchange point for everything I need. In this world, you get nothing for nothing. Is that right? And when you worship God, when your attitude, when your mindset about the offerings of the Lord is I'm worshiping God with this. This is holy. Right? That's why we have you lift your seed up to the Lord and we pray over it. And then once they're in the container, we have the ushers lifted up to the Lord and we thank God for those seeds that have been sown. Why? Those are holy things. That's not just somebody's 10%. That's not just an offering that you put in the container. That is something that's holy to God. That's something that's precious to God. That's something that when you do it, God remembers it. God remembers. We forget it. God remembers it. Oh, hallelujah. Look at 1 Chronicles 16. Hallelujah. Our giving is a holy moment. 1 Chronicles 16. And we'll begin here in verse 29. Now, this is right after David had brought the ark of God back to Jerusalem. And notice in verse 29, he says, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So David tells the people, number one, give glory to the Lord that is due his name. Give glory to the Lord that is due his name. Then notice what follows on the heels of that. Bring an offering. Bring an offering. Now why why am I bringing an offering? Because God needs it? No, because it's worship. Notice, I'm bringing him something due his name. Now there again... People will, will try to ascribe an amount to that. Well, you can't put an amount on the goodness of God. But my, listen, my attitude is evident of how much I appreciate what God has done for me. Amen. You know, when, when a child... When a child gets mad and throws a fit on their parents, it just shows what kind of respect they have for their parent. Is that right? For instance, when an employee doesn't do their job correctly, or they, 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 they don't pay very much attention to it, or they kind of just do a sloppy job, that's how much they think of their employer and the place they work. Is that right? Yes, sir. 
David said, you bring an offering, and notice where it started. Notice where it started. Give the Lord glory. And then bring an offering. Come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So again, it's the posture. It's not just what you're bringing. Whatever you've believed God for all year to give in this offering, whatever you believed God for, that's what you believe God wanted you to believe for. Now, whatever it is, whatever amount it is, the job of every head of household, every person giving, is to come before the Lord tonight and worship Him in the beauty of holiness. Amen. God, you've provided this for us. And we're going to say how, we're going to prove how much you mean to us with our worship. With our worship. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So our offerings should give glory to the Lord that's due his name. And they are given and are to be given as worship to God. The word offering, it means a gift, a present. So a gift or a present is never an afterthought or shouldn't be. Amen. Oh, I forgot it's their birthday. I better grab them something. Amen. Now, Let's go. I got so much here. A gift that comes from the heart is one that's been thought out, one that's been prepared for. Amen. Look in Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 31. And verse 6, it says, Concerning the children of Israel and Judah that dwelt in the cities of Judah, they brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of holy things which were consecrated unto the Lord their God and laid them by heaps. Notice they laid them by heaps. Laid them in heaps. In the third month, they begin to lay the foundation of the heaps and finish them in the seventh month. So they had four months of giving, of heaps, piles. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Oh, hallelujah. So they saw the heaps and praised God. Amen. Why? And notice, what, what, are, what are the heaps? Things that were consecrated unto the Lord their God. Things that are used in worship are consecrated, set apart. 
Amen. And notice, then, then Hezekiah questioned with the priest and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty, for the Lord hath blessed his people, and that which is left is this great store. Then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them, prepare storerooms. So notice what happens as people begin to worship God with their offerings. There's enough and plenty and more left over. Hallelujah. The New Living Bible says there were great heaps. The Bible in basic English says great masses. Another says large piles. The voice translation says they were piled high for use. Piled high for use. When we give in this offering, it is a testimony to our family and to everybody watching that our affection is toward the house of God. That's, that's where my affection's towards. Amen. It's a testimony. We've talked about how it's a memorial, a testimony. My affection is toward the house of God. That's so important. I mean, that, that's so important. Because when you come up, when you come up and you worship with your family, you're saying, kids, our affection is toward the house of God. Listen, the day and age we live in, everything to a lot of people is more important than the house of God. People's jobs are more important than the house of God. Their schedule of their kids are more important than the house of God. What they have to do is more important than the, than the house of God. This is important. Because when I come and I worship with my family, we're setting a precedent. We're setting a precedent. I remember one time, uh, my dad got us all together, our family. And he said, uh, you know, he said, uh, there are missionaries in our denomination. And he said, they're believing God. They don't, they don't have beds that are good to sleep on. And he said, and we're, they're believing God. He said, we're, we're going to enter in to what they're doing. And he told us, just little kids, he said, we're going to fast our beds for the next two weeks. He said, we're going to sleep on the floor. Because, because we're believing God with them. Amen. Now, I'm not, I'm not telling you to go home and sleep on the floor. 
That imprinted my that 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 imprinted my spirit. That my house, my family is concerned about the things of God. I watched my parents do without to make sure the church had. Amen. If the church had a need, if the church had a need, my parents met the need. They got involved with doing it. And when they did it, they would bring us into it and involve us in it. Amen. Amen. Now, most people under the sound of my voice do not know what this is, so don't look at me funny when I say it because you don't know what it is. We had to re-wallpaper the church. Anybody remember when you had to wallpaper the church? Wallpaper, right? And to take the old wallpaper off, what did you have to do? You had to rent a steam machine and steam it off and then scrape it and then lay down the glue and put down more wallpaper. Amen. I'm in kindergarten, and guess where I'm at every night? I'm at the church helping wallpaper the church. Why? It's my church. Is that right? That imprinted imprinted my spirit. That, That what we do for God, our affection is towards the house of God. We love the house of God. We love the gathering place of God's people. Amen. We love God and we love his work and we love what he's doing in our lives. Hallelujah. This offering is a memorial. It's a time to be remembered. A time that we can point back to and say, that's the night that things changed. Because it's a memorial to the things of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me wrap this up with this. It matters how I bring the offering. And we have it over the uh, platform, those that honor me, I will honor. Well, that's in reference to the Lord's offerings. Because he said, why do you kick at my offerings? Right? Or treat them like they're nothing. See, that's, that's what I want you to see tonight as we're getting ready to, to give and to worship the Lord. Is you don't want to look at what you, have, what you are giving and whatever amount you're giving. When you say, well, that isn't much, you just kicked at the Lord's offering. Right. If that was the best you could do. Are you following me? If that's what you could do then you come and you worship God with that. Amen. Because that's what you could do. Nobody in any church will ever know who the biggest giver is. Amen. Why? What, why is that? Because you'll never see the amount? No, because, because the amount is relative to the person's position. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I've, I've watched people write out just sitting there, just sit and decide to give in an offering. The Lord moved on them, and they wrote out checks for $10,000 and came up and gave them to me. I've, ha- I've had people give $100,000. I've watched, I've watched people do these things. Amen. And people think, boy, that, that would be nice. Well, it would be nice, but if your motive's right, is your motive just to give $10,000 or is your motive to worship God with what you're giving? If your motive's just to give $10,000, then you're better off giving 50 and worshiping with it. Because there's something God can respect in that. I want God to respect what I bring him. Listen, think, think about this. The, the very first account that we see in the book of Genesis about giving, right? You know, the Bible says that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. Now, now think about this for a moment. There's nothing in the Bible that says that was a bad offering. Amen. There's nothing that says he brought bad fruit or brought it as an afterthought. Oh, it got quiet here. Doesn't say that. It says that Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock. And notice what it says. It said, and the Lord had respect to Abel's sacrifice. And he didn't have respect unto Cain's. And people would just break that down to, well, he needed a blood sacrifice, and that's what he demanded, and that's what he wanted. Well, that's certainly part of it, but a lot of it is attitude. A lot of it is posture. I want to bring God something he can respect. And how, what, what makes him respect my offering? See, not the amount, because you can't impress God with an amount. How can you impress somebody that needs nothing? You, you just can't. Is that right? What causes God to respect my offering is my posture. That whatever it is, I'm not kicking at it. I'm not treating it like it's nothing. Have you ever had anybody give you a gift and they, and, and, and they would use this statement, well, I wish I could have done more. Well, you're just really hopping excited to open that gift now, aren't you? I know you are. (laughs) Right? I thank God I got something to give. Is that right? And I'm not going to kick at it. I'm not going to kick at it. He said, he said, why do you kick at my offerings? And he said, those that honor me in the context of your offering, those that honor me, I'll honor. Amen. Amen. In, in, in the book of Exodus, when he was, uh, Exodus chapter 5, when he was talking to the people, he, he told them, he said, uh, take an offering of the people. And it said, every man that is willing-hearted. That is willing-hearted. Because God says, I want my offerings offered willingly. 
That's, that's why 2 Corinthians 9 says, not by compulsion. The message translation says, there's no arm twisting here. You're not being made to give. Amen. Listen, when did you get the blessings of salvation? And people say, well, when you got born again. But why did you get born again? Because you chose to. God didn't make you get born again. Amen. You cannot enjoy the blessing of anything that you're made to do. Hallelujah. He said, bring it willingly, bring it voluntarily, bring it nobly. Hallelujah. And it is the Lord's offering. Thank you, Father. Do you see that? And as we worship the Lord with our giving tonight, we're thanking him for all he's done. We're thanking him for all he's going to do. We're thanking him for the past, but for the doors that he's opening up in the future. Hallelujah. As we worship him, I want to give you a moment to just center, center your attitude. Hallelujah. As we prepare to give tonight, we prepare to worship the Lord.